we love all the nativity scene, don't we? We love all the, the baby and, and the shepherds and the, and the wise men coming. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's lovely. But, but sometimes we can miss the, the miracle of incarnation. We can miss the fact that God came down and became like one of us and lived amongst us. And I, I love this image on this book because it's, it's, it's got a boost. It's got you know, Jesus diving down into our world. And that's, that's what the incarnation is. That's, that's what this love of God is, is. He loves us so much that he sends his only son to, to come into our world, to be part of us, to be live amongst us as, as, as one of us and to know us. I love how Eugene Peterson says in John, this is for the, the world's most famous Bible verse, but I love it in the, the message. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his only son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can hold and lasting life. I love that. God says this is how, how much, so much that God loved the world that he gave his only son. It wasn't just a, a little bit. It's out of the abundance of his heart that Jesus comes into our lives. And this is the verse I just wanted to pivot around this morning speak for long, but I just wanted to bring this out as we as we finish the year and as we go into our holidays that we will carry this on our hearts. In 1 John 3, the Apostle John is writing a letter and he's, he's laying out a whole lot of stuff for people. And then he has this moment where he kind of just, it's almost like the emotion of the moment like the Holy Spirit kind of comes upon him. And he writes these words, he says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. In some translations it says, Behold what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And, and the reason why it's, it's like this kind of a moment moment is that he, he's just kind of getting blown away by the love of God. This is the Apostle John. He was, he was called one of the sons of thunder because he was so, um, you know, saying all sorts of crazy stuff, like pull down, you know, Lord, why don't you pull down um, thunder and, you know, on this little town here, you know, he was, he was reckless and he was, you know, he was like, you know, and by being with, with Jesus and spending three years with him, being one of the, the inner three, he was one of the ones that laid on Jesus' chest and listened to his heartbeat at the last supper. He was there at the cross when everyone was there. He became known as the apostle of love. He had such an experience of Jesus and his presence that it transformed his life from the son of thunder to the apostle of love. And in this moment, he's writing this letter. He, he, he has, must have such a connection to, to God through his relationship and his experiences that he just gets overwhelmed. And he, and he wants to behold what, what great love the Father has lavished on us. When it says great love there, it's actually... Um, it's, it's got like a kind of an idiom in the Greek language. And like an idiom is kind of like how we say things like a training cats and dogs. So it's very hard to translate. But effectively, what, what it's saying in the Greek is something like, behold, what, what, from what country is this love from? If we were to put it into our own words, we might say something like, this love is out of this world. Like, how great, how vast, how incredible is this love? It's out of this world. And then he goes on to say, the Father has lavished it upon us. Isn't that the miracle of Christmas 
and what Jesus has done for us by coming and living and dying and rising again for us is that he has come to lavish us with his love. In some versions it talks about bestowed. It's this, it's this, you know, when you think of Christmas coming up in six days' time about having these just incredible gifts, just been spoiled by God. He has lavished his love on us. And for me, I, I always think about the prodigal son when I think about this. There's a painting of the prodigal son there, and you've got the father embracing the son. The son who'd gone away, who'd hit rock bottom, who was coming home, and his father ran to him, embraced him, and before he could even say anything, he said, I'm going to throw you the mat the biggest party in the world. You know, I'm going to throw this massive party for you. I'm going to lavish my grace and love you. Not because you deserve it, but because I love you. That is the message of the gospel. Not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. He cares about us so much. But I think sometimes uh, in the Christian life, and I've been a Christian for many years, we can... You can have a kind of a concept or understanding of, of the love of God in your mind, eh? but not experience in your heart. And, and there's sort of, there's sort of a, I believe, in it, a, a need for us to experience the love of God. What, what the Apostle John is saying there is that he's having an experience of, of the love of God. And, it, and, it, and, it, and the experience of the love of God that's what transforms our heart. This is in J.D. Phillips' version. He says, Consider the incredible love that the Father has shown us in allowing us to be called children of God. And that is not just what we are called, but what we are. My, my father, um, he told me about my grandfather that he came from a generation that, that, he, that his, his father never told him he loved him. He never gave him a hug. He, he said to me he, he hoped that his, his, his dad loved him or was proud of him. But he never heard those words and he never, he never had that experience. And uh, <laughs> I remember one time when I was a teenager, I must not have picked up on that social nuance. And uh, I went and gave my granddad a big hug. It was like a hugging cactus. Like, you ever done that? Where you hug someone where they're like, they're not a hugging person? And he was just like, uh. <laughs> And I said, oh, oh. handshakes from now on. You know? <laughs> and uh, I know it must be because of my dad's experiences and maybe because he became a Christian, but um, he ended up, uh, in his life, he ended up hugging us all the time. And uh, that, that actually got quite annoying. Like, did you get a teenager? Your dad's going to hug you and tell you he loves you. But the funny thing is, I've actually carried that on to, to my, my kids, and so I do that as well. Many other parents have those like random, you just grab them and hug them, you know, like, you, know, you can't get hugged, so you've got to grab them and get a hug. And uh, so I'll do that, and um, usually, you know, really rack them up. I think there's, there's no, no um, I think it's very funny how like, the Apostle Paul writes, um, you know, fathers don't provoke the children. You must have known that, like, uh, fathers like teasing kids. And you know, God knows that, and He's like trying to encourage us not to do it. It just feels so good. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a side idea. Um, 
but it's, it's about the experience of, of love, you know. Um, you know, I can, you know, like, my dad knew that he was a son. And, and, and he probably kind of knew that his father was proud of him in some kind of way. But he, he kind of didn't experience that love like he should. There's a great illustration from this guy, Thomas Goodwin. He was a 17th century Puritan preacher. And he observed um, a father and his son on the street. And when he saw this father and son are walking along, and then he said this father just picked up his child and put him into his arms. Hugged him, kissed him, and told him he loved him, and then put him down on the ground. And he said, you know, there's no difference between that child being standing on the ground beside his father and being up in his arms as far as legally. Like he was still, you know, still the son, you know, like he's still legally the son of that father type thing. Um, but what was different was uh, experientially that that son was experiencing what it is to be a son, what it truly is to be. To, to be to actually sort of understand what it means to be the children of God. You know, see, we, God God loves us and He saves us, but He saves us for the purpose of being part of His family. That He longs for us to be part of His family and to be in relationship with Him. And and I, you know, I, I think as we as we go into this new year, we, we need to hold that in our hearts. Not only the, what the love of God means, but actually to experience. To actually to lean into that and actually have those moments. Um, uh, quite embarrassingly, the other night I was, I was watching The Chosen, and anyone else enjoy the Chosen TV series? And uh, uh, one thing I really love about that series is, is how, uh, how it rules my Because I've listened to countless sermons, I've preached countless sermons, I've listened to lots of podcasts, read books. I know lots and lots about the gospels and the stories. They're very, very familiar to me. But there's something about watching it in that medium and, and the way they portray Jesus that brings something alive in my heart. And it's like, again, it's like this sort of experience of the love of God that I watch it and, and you know, and Amy will look over and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and trying to hide the tears sort of thing. But there's, there's something about, you know, I'm watching... I know, I know it's actors, and I know they're, they're just doing, you know, probably it's nothing like what it really was kind of thing when you think about it, but there's something about that experience, about watching that, that connects to my heart, that, and it's like, this is some worship music, and, and, then, and then a moment, I just like, came undone, and I, I just started crying and weeping, and, and I was just sort of like, I was experiencing the love of God. It's when it gets from here, and that goes into here, right? Like, when it becomes more than just ideas, and theology is important, it's good to know the right beliefs, the right views, but you can know all that stuff but not truly experience God, not truly have Him transform and melt your heart, and have you had that understanding in your heart that you are a son and daughter of God. And I close with this. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world 
might live through him. But this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, dear Kurimako, since God so loved us, we also, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us.